The views expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants in no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. The pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You and are listening good afternoon, to everyone. John DePietro uh, Show. John DePietro on this Tuesday. You're listening to AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, we have made it to December 1st. Right now, it is 106 in the afternoon. Good afternoon. Once again, it's John DePietro, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website which is depetro.com. Just on the uh, upper uh, left-hand side, you see the Listen Live button, and you click on that. And, uh, boy, it's a, such a nice, clear feed, and you can listen to the station that way. This portion of the program, hey, listen, why not get some nice takeout on this Tuesday at K's? Stop in the waiting for you. They also have the outside igloos. Stop by K's. There's for some delicious takeout. Um a great meal is waiting for you at Case. And I also want to remind you, um, remind people, folks, about our friends at Preferred Towing. Now, Preferred Towing and Recovery, they're located in Lincoln. They service the entire state. Female owned and operated along with Christine, along with her husband, Mark Labby. They specialize in towing, transport, asset recovery, and private property towing services. Mark's been doing repossessions for 30 years. He gets the job done safely and securely. Preferred also buys older vintage cars from the 60s and 70s. Call Preferred Towing today. They'll give you a call for a fair offer today. 401-725-8500. Or online at preferredrecovery.com. They're also on Facebook. Again, Preferred Towing and Recovery, located in Lincoln. They service the entire state. Female owned and operated. Call Preferred Towing today. And especially, they'll buy your older vintage cars from the 60s and 70s. And I'm willing to bet that you maybe initially had planned you were going to be the one to, uh, you were going to restore it someday. Well, instead, why not call for a fear offer today, Preferred Towing? They buy older vintage cars from the 60s and 70s. 401-725-8500. 401-725-8500. Or online, preferredrecovery.com. And they're also on Facebook. Now, we're going to talk with Representative Bob Lance here coming up uh, right here on the John DePietro Show. Folks, just a reminder, Governor Amundo press briefing is coming up tomorrow. Governor Raimondo, excuse me, Thursday. What's wrong with me? Coming up on Thursday is the Governor Raimondo press briefing. I wonder, um, check out, uh, I know that Governor Baker was, um, let's see, I'm also seeing Rudy Giuliani said to have discussed a pardon with President Trump. Uh, Giuliani, who's led the most extensive effort Discussed with the president as recently as last week, the possibility of receiving a preemptive pardon before the president leaves office. Oh, my goodness. I'll tell you, folks, he has uh, he has certainly kept everyone on their feet, hasn't he? He certainly has kept Giuliani's kept everyone on their feet. All right. We're going to talk to Lancey. Now, the latest on the field hospitals and also how about this story that is uh, still developing and a body found? A body found right off of a um, body of murder victim discovered by hikers near the 295 rest stop. I want to play. Channel 12 has a quick story on this. So this is um, different. 
And this was someone, I believe, who would go on missing. Hikers found the body of a male in the woods near rest stop 295 yesterday. So I believe Channel 12 has a, a short story on this that I want to um, play. And then we will talk with Representative Lancia coming up. But this is um, is different. Tim White is on the case on it. I want to hear a little bit of this Channel 12 story on the murder victim body found. Here we go. Uh, hikers discover a male body near the 295 rest stop in Cumberland. Well, I thought it was a new story they have. Uh, apparently not. All right, that's okay. The uh, police, Providence Police, Hugh Clements said they were notified the discovery Cumberland-Lincoln line because the deceased males from the city of Providence were working with the Rhode Island State Police treating it as a homicide. The victim went missing about three weeks ago. Unclear if the person was murdered at the rest stop or the body had been placed there. It's a wide open investigation. Body was found by hikers several days ago, partially clothed, obvious signs of a murder. So the Office of the State Medical Examiner retrieved the body, working to determine a cause of death. All right, I, I thought they had a, uh, a story on it. Silly me. Uh, no, they just have uh, some footage of the area. Boy, how about a lot of people are still without power, by the way? A lot of people still without power. So somebody went missing in Providence. A body discovered off 295 being investigated as a homicide. Now, Channel 10 also, they have something on the website, but they do not. Man's wounds are consistent with foul play. Sources say the victim could be a missing 50-year-old man from Providence last seen November 3rd. Providence police unable to positively identify. So he's 50 years old. We don't know exactly what happened. Now, I also want to mention, folks, before we um, get into the situation regarding um, where the COVID situation right now in Rhode Island is, um, let's see, today's data on new COVID continues to be worrying. Over 60 patients admitted in a day for the third time since November 22nd had never happened before. That's why the field hospitals are now starting to uh, take patients. So you have that. The field hospital, the convention center, has four patients now. Could be in the range up to 20 by the end of the day. How about that? Oh, my goodness. Um, Let's see. I want to just find another. There's more statistics about COVID, folks. Right now it's 112 Let's see. Uh, no lack of alarming coronavirus data in Rhode Island. Record high, 410 hospitalized. Over 1,000 new cases, seven more dead. Rhode Island coronavirus hospitalizations top 400 people for the first time ever today as hospitals are now overflowing. The state is averaging 15 new admissions per day. New infections positivity still trending upward. And they are going upward, as a matter of fact. So, um, you know, probably tomorrow we'll have on the program is uh, from Channel 12 has been very, very strong on this. I think he's been just leading the pack is uh, Eli Sherman of Channel 12. I'm also seeing, let's see, Liz Goldberg of uh, Brown University. It's been a long time looking at the data yesterday. I want to believe we reached a plateau, but I also know I'm possible to get testing over the holiday and people traveled. And we're still not seeing the effect yet of people. She is an emergency physician from Brown. Um, We haven't seen exactly what happened regarding um, 
with people who traveled over Thanksgiving. And that's going to spike it up again. Rhode Island Airport testing for the weekend after Thanksgiving. Total travelers, 3,500. Now, they were giving tests at TF Green at Hillsgrove. Total tests given, 1,300. 11 people tested positive at the airport. So Rhode Island positivity rate on Monday is over 9%. If anything, it's getting closer to 10%, folks. 10% which is obviously uh, not the direction we want to be going. Now, I want to just, um, before I get Lance here on, let me um, see if we have an update. Governor Baker, the general public shouldn't expect COVID vaccine until the spring. Okay, Uh, so there's that. Let's see. Governor Baker says no additional restrictions or closures planned. Urges residents to ignore rumor mongering. So there are actually a lot of rumors that are flying right now. So mass is staying. Um, mass right now, Massachusetts. Good afternoon, everyone. And everyone, Massachusetts right now seems to be holding steady. The uh, public can wait till spring for the vaccine. The vaccine will be available sooner for at-risk individuals. Governor Baker said the feds told us yesterday... We should expect to see the vaccine distributed sometime in mid-December. They're going to distribute it in mid-December and probably start to after that. Details still in the works. Probably with most activity in December, January, February, March. The first two vaccines may be administered in two doses. So if you're someone who got dosed because you were high-risk role, senior citizen working in a nursing home, healthcare worker, get one dose and then you're scheduled for a second dose come three or four weeks later. It's going to take a while. Now, that's new. We haven't heard a lot about that. In fact, that it's not something that you just go and, um, oh, good. I have a little bit of uh, Governor Baker here, folks. Let me play a little bit of Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, And here we go. Um, Vaccine distributed sometime in mid-December. That they would begin the distribution process for Pfizer sometime in mid-December. This and is the Moderna This is today. Will start to be distributed shortly after that. Um, AstraZeneca is still working through their clinical trials, and so is Johnson and Johnson. Um, beyond that, it's hard to say much more at a detail level until um, we actually submit our proposal and our final proposal I guess is a better way to put it um, and we get some additional guidance from them at the beginning of next week if they think all has to go away then we can start returning to normal. I mean, that's, that's people are hearing the vaccine's coming we should be able to start making plans to basically we to see how what it does to them well I get so with respect to the vaccine generally there's a couple things people should keep in mind the first is Several of these are two-dose vaccines, right? Some of them are one dose. The J&J one, which is still going through a 60,000-person clinical trial, is a one, one dose. Both Moderna and Pfizer are two doses, and those two doses are supposed to be sort of three or four weeks apart. So if you were somebody who got dosed um, because you were in a high-risk role, senior citizen in a nursing home, healthcare worker, high-risk community, whatever it might be, um, you would get one dose and then you would be scheduled for a second dose. 
post that would come three or four weeks later. So the thing to remember here is even as the feds get into the business of um, following through on the distribution program that's attached to this, it's going to take a while before um, before people would literally start finishing the vaccine process itself and start to generate antibodies. So the way I've thought about it is um, the focus early on, both here and in other places around the country, is going to be high-risk individuals to begin with um, as the place people are going are to go first. Um, and that that's probably going to be where most of the activity is in December, January, February, and, and March. That's really going to be, the focus is going to be on the people we are all the most worried about, right? Either because of what they do for work or because of their um, age or because of their physical condition, right? Um, and then, so probably be Q2 before you get to the point where, um, and again, this presumes everything sort of goes the way people expect it to go. Um, it would probably be Q2 before um, just Joe Q or, or Jane Q citizen would have access to a vaccine. So, folks, again, that is good afternoon. That's John. De- uh, it's John DePietro. No, I'm John DePietro. That's Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker. Now, that's interesting about the different doses. So um, I'll have more on that. But I also want to. Um, let's see. I want to bring on. We spoke to him yesterday and I want to just uh, again revisit because he is going ahead with his um, lawsuit, and that is Representative Bob Lancia. So he did run for office. Folks, it's 119. Good afternoon on this Tuesday, December 1st. It's John DePietro, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, there he is. Joining us right now is uh, Representative Bob Lancia, who was so uh, gracious to speak to us yesterday. Good afternoon once again, Representative Lancia. Good afternoon, Mr. Petro. Representative Lancia, I want to um, just have you on again because obviously I want to support everything you're doing. And I'm just wondering, since you've announced that you'd like to take legal action, um, what what has been, and especially the angle that you're going after, which is how the ballots being allowed to be distributed. I, I just want to get a gauge or find out. Uh, you know, what's been the reaction? Are people supportive? Were you hearing from people that they don't feel that the election was on the up and up? You know, what's what's been the reaction since you've announced this just in the past 24 hours? Sure. I, I've gotten a lot of support. Uh, as you know, uh, interestingly, I actually got more votes than the president did, which is fascinating. Uh, and so, you know, and it was so obviously the support I got was across the aisle. Um, and people have been very supportive of the effort, uh, saying, in fact, that they're glad that there's someone who is taking uh, the proverbial bull by the horns and trying to, you know, look into this and make a difference. And uh, and I've also started to receive donations because I made the point yesterday on your show, of course, that, you know, we're going to have to hire um, some legal help and uh, people have been gun donating so uh i've been very uh, uh really uh, very excited about the support i've gotten and uh honestly i've been treated very well by uh various for the most part various media uh and uh so yeah so we're gonna go forward and uh you know and and you know whatever you know because this isn't just again about this election this is about elections going forward yes and, uh and you know we need to we need to work on this now and uh you know and obviously this next election is going to be so important because we're going to be electing uh, a, a new governor a new lieutenant governor a new 
treasurer and a new uh, secretary of state. And that probably is one of going to be one of the strongest uh, needs that, you know, that we're going to have to take that uh, take that spot because we're going to need a strong attorney, uh, excuse me, secretary of state to work on these voter rolls. Uh, you know, th- this, you know, again, as you and I talked about yesterday, having over 250,000 people that shouldn't be on that ballot and, you know, having all safeguards taken off. Uh, th- that can't continue because you know it's just it's just going to really impact any future election, and we, so we've got to got to make sure safeguards are in place and that we've done due diligence with the voter rolls and those people that are allowed to vote. So yeah, uh, you know this is this is not just about just this election; it's about elections going forward as well. You know, you raise a very good point. Like, uh, and I voted for you, by the way. Are we to believe? I, I'm in CD two. Are we to believe that? So I went in. Well, I filled out on election day. I voted for you. And then what? I, I didn't vote for the president. Like, that makes no sense that no due respect, but that you got more votes than President Trump. He, he should have at least gotten as many as you because I believe it's the same voter. Well, actually, that's interesting. And it's not the case, actually, because my wife and I have worked very hard in the, in the various ethnic communities over my career while I was in the House of oh, Representatives, okay. as well as. Uh, in this, you know, I got. That's I actually true. Had uh, the African American community supporting me in Providence. Yes, that's uh, true. The Latino okay. community come out for me. Yes, yeah, so even the FOP, FOP supported. Yes, I did see that. As a matter of fact, that's so a very good point. What Republican gets that? So that's the thing. You got to understand the playing field. Good which point. I know you do. Yes. But that's that's been my complaint about the Republican Party of Rhode Island since I got involved back in '06 when I got back out of the military. Was I said we're a party of all white people until we figure that out because the state's now forty percent Latino, six percent black. We've got to get into these other ethnic communities and, you know, and be involved in supporting and contributing, you know, not just at election time asking for a vote. So, yeah. Rep. Lance, let me ask you this. Is do you feel are you getting enough support? Like, where's the party in all this? Because I did see, you know, earlier I played Susie Yankee released a video today telling people to get in the game now for basically 21. It's really 22. But do you feel is the party supporting you enough or is this something that you're you feel that you have to do more on your own? I think it's something I feel I have to do more on my own. I, I know they're looking more toward 2022 now. I Interestingly, she mentioned in her video that we thought you're going to wake up to a new president and this and that. But she didn't mention they were also going to wake up to a new Congress. Yes. But, uh, but that's OK. Uh, you know, I know her heart's in the right place. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I. I, 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 you know, we're, we're going to take this challenge on because I, I think we have to stop now. We, we can't wait till it's up because it's going to be a fight on the floor. Let's face it, in January, it's going to be a fight on the floor, but we got to start now. Uh, I don't think we can wait till January. And plus, remember, there's only going to be 10 Republicans, uh, you know, uh, major progressive movement. And uh, I, I, you know, I, I don't know what, what's our chance going to be with just 10 people in the House and, and five in the Senate. It's going to be difficult. So, uh, you know, we definitely need to be, I think, start working now. And Without uh, question. And let me also just say this. I want to let people know. And again, folks, good afternoon. It's 125 on this Tuesday. We speak with Representative Bob Lancia, who ran a very good race but was unsuccessful against Congressman Jim Lantern. But he is now looking into taking um, uh, having a lawsuit against uh, whether it be the Secretary of State or just the voting procedure, the way the votes went on. Rep. Lancia, I, I'll say this, that like you, I mean, I want to be, I, I don't want to bash Susie Yankee. I don't. And she has a tough job. I understand that. But my point is nothing happens unless your lawsuit goes forward and is successful. 
because now, you know, I'm already being asked by people. People are asking me, do I think it would be a waste of time for someone to run in 2022? And I'll tell you exactly what I said. And that is, and the analogy that I try to use with people is our voter rolls in Rhode Island. And you're exactly right. You and I are on the same page, and that's why I want to be supportive of you. And I know you said Patricia Morgan stepped forward and anyone else that will jump in. But the, the why this is so important is unless the voter rolls are straightened out, I describe it replancy as it's like you have a boat with a hole in it. And someone says, well, why don't we why don't we paint the boat? Well, it'll look nicer, but you still have a hole in it. A boat can't float if there's a hole in it because it's going to sink. Well, why don't we put a motor on it? Why don't we put a new sail on it? Why don't we give it a new name? All let's get new cushions. Let's all of those things are fine, but it it doesn't solve the problem that you have a hole in your boat and the boat will sink. And the Republican Party, if everyone that listens to Susie Yankee's message that she's put out, everybody. If everybody goes and volunteers and they all agree and blah, 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 and this whole big thing and this whole ter- none of it matters if you still have this problem with the voting roll because it will be, as I describe, as like the definition of insanity, which is you you keep repeating the same thing, but you expect different results. So I would argue, and what I've told people, just so you know, is you need full support. You, this battle that you're getting involved in right now, all due respect, but th- this is actually more important than the race that you were just involved in against Jim Langevin because unless the voter roll situation is straightened out, unless it is unearthed, unless they peel off the Band-Aid and you get to the wound, nothing is going to matter going forward. And I, I, I'll be honest, I don't see the point. Unless they're going to fix what you're trying to get to the heart of, which is the voting role, unless that is fixed, I don't even see the point of someone running for office in 2022. Uh, you know, you, you, you really hit it uh, right on the head uh, because, honestly, uh, I'm looking two years out myself what to do next. And, honestly, to try to go into another election with the same situation, uh, uh, there is no way uh, – anyone's going to be able to compete you can't and it's successful. yes it's impossible why and that's my that's my worry and and my my wife marianne uh you know god love her she ran for my old seat she was winning till you know that mail ballot dump yes but, uh but we worked we worked hard when we, we had to be creative and we were we did things that a normal candidate wouldn't do because we understood the playing field we didn't have the money to match them but you know to get almost 42 percent of the vote uh you know incredible really and honestly uh to work that hard we're exhausted and um you know i didn't want to pick another fight but this is a fight we have to do so despite how tired we are and and spent we are we're going for it because that's how important it is and so we will continue uh as exhausted as we are from the election how hard we work we were 24 7 from the day i announced oh yeah no you guys uh, were on the go things that normally you wouldn't do but uh you know we, we did it. We're going to continue because this it is that important, and you are correct. So we're going for it. And, uh, you know, obviously people are stepping up. We have, we have people that have stepped up and are filling out affidavits. And so we're going down the road, and, uh, you know, we'll see where it winds up. But I think it's a fight that we have to get into 
now uh, going forward. We have to. Absolutely. Have to. You know, and just like I, and again, folks, we'll, I certainly appreciate his time. We want to be supportive. It's Representative Bob Lancia. And, Rep, you know, yesterday, uh, after I talked to you, I got a call from someone who was considering, I won't say who, but it was off the record, but considering a statewide office for 2022. And this is someone who would make a, a very, very attractive candidate, uh, a very impressive background, a resume, experience, and so forth. But I, I gave the analogy, and I used you as an example, and I'll ask you now. But I said, you know, can you imagine you and I go to Twin River, and we stroll up to the blackjack table, and firsthand, you get an ace, and you get, you know, the, the, uh, you get a jack, and we're excited. And then the dealer turns to you and said, oh, no, 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 we're playing. This is you got to have 22 to win. (laughs) You and you and I would would, we we would walk out of it. Like, what's the point of playing the game if it's rigged? Or then the next hand, you again get blackjack and they say, oh, no, this one's 20. Oh, no, this this hand, it's 22. Oh, and sometimes it's 19. No, you wouldn't play in a casino if the rules are moving. And much like this person, and, and again, I was, I was, you know, I was just trying to be realistic with this individual. And I said, I'm not trying to pop your balloon. I'm not trying to be negative. But you have to decide if whether or not you want to play. And this is a rigged game. There's no way that we should have voting rolls that have 250,000 people over eligible possible voters. What what is the point of that? And. You know, where I give you so much credit is the media has been asleep on the story. And, you know, the media who I'm a big believer in, you know, trust but verify. And and everyone's been so inundated with the numbers and verifying the COVID numbers and so forth. But let's be honest. Basically, we are taking the word of Secretary of State Nellie Gorbia, who basically steps forward and says, oh, no, the, the voting rolls are fine. And, and there's yeah. nothing to verify that. And there's nothing to back it up. And, yeah. and, and I hear story after story of people that say they know of people that voted that should be ineligible to vote, people that yeah. voted multiple times, people yeah. that they work in Rhode Island, but they live in Massachusetts, but their employer had them and they use their business address to vote, people who are not citizens of the country voting, people that they moved here from another state and they're voting in both states. Why should we, like, I can't think of any other function of government where we take someone's word for it. And yet Nellie Gopia has this this power of God where it's this incredible faith that if she says the voter rolls are fine, they're fine. And you and I both know they're not fine. They're way overinflated. Well, you know, two things. Uh, The first one is, uh, speaking of another candidate that called you, um, I thought about it after the election, after the mail ballot dump at 107 a.m. when I was winning, still winning 51:49 at yep. 1 a.m. Uh, thought I was the winner, but um, I don't wouldn't even know how to campaign to overcome 65,000 mail-in ballots with no notary, no signatures, and on a mail-in ballot envelope, no license. Uh, number driver's license number required or last four digits social security number how do you even campaign you, you can't there's no one to reach out to you know what i mean to campaign it's 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 that's the first thing and i think the second thing is the fact that yes um 
you know, the voter rolls, and this has been an issue for a while, uh, they have to be addressed because, uh, you know, that you can't continue. And people have stepped up and started to, you know, uh, offer um, their help, uh, sign affidavits and give information. But again, if anyone is out there and has direct information, uh, direct it, we want it. Uh, we want it because it's going to, you know, it's helping uh, make our case. And uh, so we're looking for direct help as well, again, with the affidavits. And people can message me, reach out to me, and, you know, we'll get them that affidavit to fill out, notarize, and return. And uh, that's part of how we're going to build our case. Uh, it needs to be done. It needs to be done now. And Rep. Lancia, before I let you go, and again, folks, we're speaking with Representative Bob Lancia. In just a moment, I'm going to tell, let him, uh, have him tell people how they can um, can get involved and volunteer or just learn more about it. But I, I believe, here's the thing, Rep. Lancia, when you're talking about Rhode Island supposedly had 510,000 votes cast, which would be largest election ever during a pandemic by the way during a pandemic which is unheard of on top of that in the past when rhode island has had big vote totals for instance in in 2008 when president obama won you had many college students that were in the state who were then you know registering day of or just voting just so they could there there is a thing you could go in and just that day vote just for president um so no one's disenfranchised so and and this time around most of the colleges didn't even have full campuses, so you don't even have that. Mm-hmm. There's, it made, there's no logical sense of why 510,000 votes were cast. But what I believe is there has to be someone out there, and I don't know who it is, and I'm not even saying they're in, they're in Rhode Island, but there has to be someone where it's it's like when you hire someone to do a forensic audit. What would that? What we really need is an audit needs to be done of those voter rolls because there, there's no way if you and I start looking it over, me, you and Mary Ann start going through the, the voter rolls and we see, you know, Jim Smith lives at five Chalkstone Avenue and supposedly he lives there with four and his family members, five of them now, and, and they voted. Well, you know, are we, are we going to drive over there to see if he, in fact, lives there? Is there really a person there and everything else? You, you need someone. There has to be, you know, someone that knows how to do this, that can do a forensic audit of our voting role, who can find people that have died, people that maybe voted multiple times, people that live in other states, people that are not citizens. Right now, we're supposed to believe. Here's the thing that I want people to understand. 510,000 votes cast. And right now, according to the media and according to Secretary of State Gorbia and according to the Board of Elections, they claim that this was the perfect election. 510,000 votes were cast and they were all absolutely perfect. Not one needed to be thrown out. Not one person voted illegally. No, yeah. Rep. Lancia. Perfect election. Everyone went well. The machines did it. Yeah, it was. It was an unbelievable statement. Honestly, are, are we living in the same state? Like, is this? Excuse me. How about a couple of names? How about you, Hip? How about anyone's ever going to the registry for crying out loud? This is Rhode Island. We don't do anything perfectly. That's absolutely impossible. And I say that as someone who lives and works here. There's yep. no way that the odds are yep. over one billion to one that this yep. was a perfect election. The yep. question is now, how do we get underneath the hood to see exactly you know where this thing went astray? That's the whole. 
That's the exactly. challenge. And, and this yeah. is a road we got to go down. And it's a road we're going down. And, you know, we'll see what happens. But, I mean, we, we've got to start the fight. I, I, you know, I, I sent some notes to people that, you know, supported me. I just said, you know, the fight has begun. And it has. The fight has begun. And it'll continue. But it has to begin now and going forward. And right. that's what we're going to do. And is Facebook the best place for people to get a hold of you? Actually, if they go your to website. my, uh, if they go to, uh, they can go to Chaplain Lancia. Uh, at gmail.com uh, gmail uh, so it's you know C-H-A-P-L-A-I-N Chaplain Lancia and, and they got uh, you know Lancia for Congress and, and you know this is my first personal Facebook page too they can use that to message me you know off uh, offline so they can message me yes hey Rep one more thing before I let you go I want you to understand because I I was fielding questions on this all through the spring and all through the summer and I had all these people asking me you know do you think President Trump will come and visit the do you think that, you know, how come he won't come? And I try to be, you know, diplomatic about it. But for anyone that is listening that wonders that, if our voting was on par with, let's just say, a place like New Hampshire, you know, New Hampshire is a state that's a battleground state. New Hampshire was in play. New Hampshire gets, you know, the president was doing rallies there and so forth. Anyone that doesn't see the effects The reason why the Trump people didn't come into Rhode Island is they feel, I'm going to just say it very plainly, they feel it's a rigged game, they don't believe the vote, and it's the same reason why you and I wouldn't go to a blackjack table where sometimes 20 wins, sometimes 22 wins, sometimes 21 wins. It all depends on what the dealer, how he's feeling. Um, What what people don't understand is the large ramifications on on a presidential front. They know that the fix is in. And before anybody talks about 2022, unless the voting situation that just took place one month ago today, Rep. Lancia, everything is on your shoulders. Unless that is corrected, you know, just like they say the expression, nothing changes if nothing changes. Unless that is changed or altered, we're going to see the It's the definition of insanity. The same thing is going to happen. So. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's difficult moment, and uh, you know, with the certification yesterday, uh, it was it was difficult. But uh, honestly, uh, we we have to go forward and you know try to get something accomplished, important yes. for the next election. We have to, we have, have to. to, because otherwise, what's it, the it, point? It's impossible for people to win yes. another election under these circumstances. And I, I feel the same way for myself. Yes, I mean, again, to overcome sixty five thousand mail in ballots that have no safeguards and that I have no opportunity or I can't even imagine in my mind how I would go about campaigning for, you know, 65,000 mail-in ballots that I'm not even aware of who cast them or anything. It's it's just, it's, 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 it's impossible to overcome. So we have to fix it. We have to. And have I fielded to, to a call, as I said, I fielded yep. a call from a successful business person. Yep. She has been wildly successful. She is prepared to put down huge amounts of her own money for a statewide run. And my honest answer was, what's the point? Unless this is addressed. And I said, Representative Bob Lancey is chaplain. Lancey is doing it. There's just no point. Rep. Lancey, keep up the fight. We are with you. The people are with you. Thank and you. I'm going to talk to you again. Thank you so much, Mr. Petrie. You take care and good afternoon. All right, folks, there it is. Representative Bob Lancia right here on the John DePetro Show. This portion of the program is brought to you by It's My Health. Folks, now remember, today's December. Obviously, the virus is raging right now. 
It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Stop in and see Marie. It's My Health. Uh, vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies. It's My Health, where they also have 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices purchased by the ounce or box herbs and teas, local products like the acai berry, honey, maple syrup. It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. You can call Marie, I call her the Queen of Health, at 401 305 3585. 401 305-3585. It's My Health, where they also have hemp and CBD products, natural skin care, hair care products, essential oils, body oils, and soaps. And the most important thing is, folks, we need to support local business. We need to support small local businesses. And right now at 142 on this Tuesday, December 1st, and maybe you're listing on either AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. And I I recognize that some of you, you could order something online. You could. But I'm asking you, let's support some of our local businesses. And Marie, who is just so knowledgeable and such a joy, and she, I'll tell you, there are so many different items you can get there that are going to be good for you. It's going to be good for your family. It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Remember, they also have massage therapy, reflexology. It's My Health because, remember, it's your health. Stop in and see her. Pop in. Here's your excuse. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Call her at 401-305-3585. It, it's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. All right, right now, folks, it's 143 on this Tuesday, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Now, I want to give you some of the latest headlines. And the virus is um, really raging right now. Hospitals, this is not an exaggeration. Hospitals right now in Rhode Island are, the, uh, I believe, the, the fullest they've, they've ever been during this whole crisis. More than 400 people are in the hospital. More than 400 people right now are in the hospital. And people are now starting to be... Uh, sent off COVID patients. Some people are starting to be sent to these field hospitals. So you have the field hospital in Cranston, right across from where Kelly's Sporting Goods used to be. And then you have at the convention center. And they are starting to get some patients. So um, those are starting to be utilized. But something that's really taking uh, an effect is just the drain, the drain right now on, on uh, both doctors and nurses. Now, I'm looking right now. COVID-19 hospitalizations. Top 400 in Rhode Island. Now, we've, I don't think we have not had that. We have not had a situation that it's been that bad. Um, and folks, and again, the, with, this is day two now of the pause. How about there, there are some people... That are in the healthcare industry that are saying they think the pause is actually late. I mean, Governor Raimondo took somewhat flack for um, announcing this two-week pause. And now you have um, a situation where some people are actually being critical and saying the governor maybe even should have done this quite some time ago. So I want to play. Channel 12 has a story about over 400 people now hospitalized. Let's hear um, the latest. Going fight against coronavirus. 12 News has confirmed patients are now at both Rhode Island Field Hospitals. We're told a patient arrived at the convention center location just after 10 o'clock this morning. And 12 News reporter Brandon Truitt is live at the convention center tracking the latest. Brandon? 
Michael Danielle. Patients are going to be brought in through the back of the convention center through a loading dock as to not have any exposure here to the front sidewalk area. There are more than 600 beds inside the convention center. Lifespan says they expect to fill 24 of them by the end of the day. It's go time. The second field hospital in Rhode Island is now open. The Rhode Island Convention Center taking COVID positive patients from Lifespan Properties. On Monday, Care New England started sending positive patients to this field hospital in Cranston. Doctors there are saying they could have 20 patients by the end of the week. We have an overflow of both patients with COVID and patients with non-COVID related illnesses as well. So we have reached both the total number of beds and the number of staff that we have to able to take care of patients there, which is why we need to move into the field hospital. COVID beds are full. The staff assigned to serve them already spread thin. There are other non-COVID issues doctors are catering to as well. 12 News Camera is getting a look inside the convention center. Beds lying in standby, each with its own oxygen supply. Lifespan says this was built with COVID patients in mind. The patients coming to these field hospitals will be on the mend closer to the end of their care. Doctors are expecting hospitalizations to rise in the coming weeks. We're expecting it'll be a couple of weeks before we have a sense of just how much damage was done by, by people's behavior over Thanksgiving. And right now, doctors say that there are enough staff to provide at both of these locations. But there is still a call for anyone with experience who is willing to step up and help at either of these field hospitals to consider doing so. Live in Providence, Brandon True at 12 News. All right. So, folks, that is um, the latest. Now, again, you have a lot of doctors that are speaking out. And saying they really are encouraging people to take this seriously and stay home. Now, I recognize um, not everyone will. And I've been, um, I think, pretty forthcoming saying I don't I don't think I'm going to be the one to uh, convince people that they that it's real. I think at this point, uh, everyone is dealing with the same amount of information and how people uh, choose to operate. Or what, what I mean by that is what decisions you make, um, everyone at this point, no one should be surprised. No one should be surprised as to um, exactly, you know, what happens. Should someone end up in the hospital at one of these uh, COVID uh, special field hospitals that are happening. Massachusetts also does. Now, I know that Governor Baker spoke a little earlier and Governor, uh, the Massachusetts Governor, uh, Governor Charlie Baker, he has said that right now Mass is not going to introduce any new restrictions. They're going to keep it the way it is. Now, I'm also seeing Channel 12 caught up with, let me find this, um, the doctor who's undertaking the field operation at the convention center. Selman Sulner, I believe, is his uh, name. Let me um, pull this up. I think I have uh, who this individual. Do I follow the guy? No, I don't. Oh, okay. Uh, hold on, folks. Bear with me. 12, 148. It's 148. Again, someone sent me an email. When is Governor Armando? Uh, it's Thursday this week. This Thursday will be... Um, the Governor Armando press briefing. All right, here is the uh, person talking about the first patient City at the um, convention center. No, this is really unprecedented. I mean, I, I was in New York City after 9-11, and we set up field hospitals around ground zero to take care of patients. Uh, I 
responded to Katrina in New Orleans and Mississippi, and we had field hospitals. But those were truly tents with cots. Uh, what we have here is a true functional hospital, and I've never seen anything like this before. Well, folks, that's you know, the this is really unprecedented. that's the Army Corps of Engineers, the Army Corps of Engineers, uh, and as you know, Governor Mundo had said early on. That these are true, it's incredible. By the way, the, those field hospitals are wildly expensive. The one at the convention center, I think the, the field hospital at the Rhode Island Convention Center, I believe it costs $15 million. I'll try to find out about that. Hey, folks, I want to remind you, competition shooting supplies for the firearm enthusiasts in your life. How about a gift certificate from competition shooting supplies located 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket? They're open today. Stop it and see John Francis. You can call them at 727-1716. Firearms, ammunition, accessories, and you get the knowledge of John Francis. Shop at Competition Shooting Supplies. Firearms, ammunition, accessories. And remember, if you have some firearms that you are not using, that you wouldn't mind parting with, there are many people who would certainly like to have them. So you can call them and you can either sell them on consignment or sell them outright to John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Call them 727-1716, 727-1716 for competition shooting supplies. Folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on this Tuesday. Again, if you want me, to, if you would like me, I should say, to ask a question of Governor Raimondo, please go to the website, dipietro.com, and you click on Contact John, and you can uh, email me directly. And remember, at the website, uh DePetro.com is sponsored by Operation Made, encouraging entrepreneurship, one veteran at a time. It's the terrific store right on Tollgate Road in Warwick. Nicole, everything in there. If you are a veteran or maybe you have a family member, everything in the store is either made by a veteran or the family of a veteran. It's Operation Made in the great, beautiful merchandise. Operation Made, one veteran at a time. Uh, and you can link right through at the website, dipetro.com. Let me also just go over my checklist to make sure that we have uh, touched on everybody today. Who else did I want to also mention? Don't forget about our friends at Brothers Disposal. Good afternoon, brother. Brothers Disposal. Call Roland and Willie today, 401-688-0517. Brothers Disposal. They'll put a purple dumpster in your driveway with Brothers Disposal. Call them, 401-688-0517. Now, these containers. You know, folks, who knows what the next few months are like? One thing I know is we may be spending more time at home, more time uh, where you're just you're, you're going to want to have as much room in your home as possible. So why not call Brothers Disposal today? And you can, in fact, um, by doing that, clear out some of your unwanted belongings with a purple dumpster in the driveway. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal. Good morning, brother. 401 6880517 it's rolling it's willie i'll tell you these guys work 24/7 they are reliable and on top of that this is important roland explain this to me most of the time if you call to have a as i call it a dumpster in the driveway a dumpster delivered to your home or business most of the time you you get it for um 
seven days with brother's disposal. The yellow and purple on Facebook, those purple dumpsters with brother's disposal, you get to keep it for 10 days. Brothers Disposal. Call them today, 401-688-0517. Clean out that garage. Clean out that basement. Sweep that floor and clean that attic. Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. Now, coming up, if you missed Donna Perry, you can uh, log on at DePetro.com and uh, get in touch with me that way. You can also log on. It says radio show and listen. I just want to look at some headlines. Uh, there was also Thanksgiving contribute contrib- a few tests being conducted. It's at some point, Governor Munder talked about 20,000 tests per day, but that has not materialized. The seven-day average of daily tests peaked around 16,000 a week ago. And that, that is um, exactly right. Two months ago, the Rhode Island Department of Health began to decommission the convention center field hospital because even under worst-case scenarios, it would not be needed. An indication of just how bad things are in Rhode Island right now, and they are. Um, let me also see. Um, if you can't get Connecticut hit 5,000 COVID-19 deaths. Brian Galugli, if you can't get neighboring states with similar interests like Rhode Island, Connecticut, Mass to agree on strat- strategies, it's not a great sign for the country. You know, the three states are operating independently. The three states are operating independently. Now, I'm looking at some other headlines here, folks, on this Tuesday. James writes, as I stated before, the positivity rate will go up because college have D. De- uh, the campus is from now till late January, early February. Colleges accounted for one of every three tests done in Rhode Island between August and Thanksgiving. So uh, you have a lot of people, uh, college students, that were being tested. And the COVID hospital admissions now in Rhode Island uh, are now over 400. Over 400. He puts on a related point. I don't get why college hockey has to get started in the middle of the second wave. 18 members of the Mount Royal University Cougars men hockey team in Calgary have tested positive. They were training under the safety protocols. So hockey starting up right now definitely seems somewhat uh, problematic to say um, to say the least. But folks, the Rhode Island numbers right now, the field hospitals, it, it led the news last night on, uh, on ABC uh, as far as where they mentioned the Rhode Island field hospitals are uh, opening. I also see some headlines of um, people that are upset about more power outages. It's incredible. One rep is calling on National Grid to finally address and fix the issue of frequent power outages. Yesterday, the parts of the East Bay were all without power. Now, there was a bad storm. But, folks, it's not your imagination. You know, people still go back to... The blizzard of 78 when people didn't lose power. And now, my God, as soon as people hear that the, the wind is going to go above 10 miles an hour, that's why generators, that's why so many generators are uh, are selling. So um, uh, generators are brisk sales for that. Hey, I want to remind you a couple things. Number one, if your appliance is dying, finish it. You know what we call it. Just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Do you have an appliance that's not working properly? Call Ryan's Appliance Repair. 401-710-7096. All work is guaranteed for 90 days parts and labor. It's Ryan's Appliance Repair. 401 710 
7096. Maybe you have several appliances not working properly. Call Ryan, 401-710-7096. Now, I also received an email from Ken that said, uh, JD, I have found out that the reason my office is so cold is our heating system is not working. Who is that company that you mentioned is licensed in Massachusetts? We're right over the Rhode Island line. Ken, call JKL, 401 401- Three five one seventy six hundred. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. They have the highest rebates in the market. From uh, estimates are free. Financing is available, and they are uh, especially great for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. J Kale Engineering four zero one three five one seventy six hundred four zero one three five one seventy six hundred. J.K.L. Engineering can call them for over 53 years. Their reputation is second to none. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Folks, by the way, they can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. J.K.L. Engineering. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Call J.K.L. 401-351-7600. Well, folks, good afternoon. We have made it to December. And this is day two of the Rhode Island pause. Now, right now it's one fifty-eight. Coming up, we're going to have the 2 o'clock news and then the John Dion program. I'm back tomorrow at 11. Remember, coming up on Thursday will be the Governor Raimondo press briefing. Governor Gina Raimondo press briefing. We will carry it live. If you have a question that you would like me to ask the governor, you can certainly get in touch with me. Visit the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. And then right at the top on the right-hand side, you'll see contact John and uh, shoot me an email that way. And we'll try to get a question answered for you. Again, if you missed any portion of the show, if you, again, log on at the website, you can um, just click on radio show on the dashboard and then we have everything it's all uh perfectly labeled and like a library you could listen that way so listen enjoy this tuesday the storm is gone the uh, weather is mild uh remember the pause continues you're encouraged to stay in stay home try to avoid people if you can we're back tomorrow at 11 uh the two o'clock news is coming up followed by the john dion program and then uh, again, uh, John DePietro Show. WNRI Winsocket, W236CW, W260DC. W-N-R-I.